Welcome to CryptoCast by Gunnar Cook, the leading industry podcast that brings together expert guests to discuss hot topics and useful advice for blockchain and crypto asset businesses. I am James Burney, and thank you for joining me today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of CryptoCast. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Julian Sawyer, who is CEO of Zodia Custody, a crypto custody solution backed by Standard Chartered in association with Northern Trust. Hi, Julian, it's great to have you on. Hi there. So just kind of starting, just sort of taking a step back, can you sort of give a bit of background as to why it is important to use a custodian to hold crypto assets and kind of what, what is the role of custodian when you've got things like self-custody wallets out there? Yeah, it's a good a good, good question. I guess you need to back into traditional finance first of all, and custodians have been around for uh, you know decades in terms of being a place where you put your assets that are safe, um, and then that is a safe segregation of duties uh, between typically a trading venue and the custodian. And people like uh, Standard Chartered and Northern Trust have been in this industry for, for, for decades as a safe place to store your securities or your other assets. And so when we created uh, Zodiac Custody, it was on the same premise as that, which is uh, you want to be able to trade on venues, on, on exchanges, but once you've done that, you want to store your assets in a safe place with someone who is totally focused on um, the security and assurance that, that you need for your asset. And I think a really good example of that is um, FTX, where um, as, as we've all been reading, and I'm sure there's a few um, movies to come out still, but you know what they did was they they traded and they stored their assets all in one platform and commingled um, and did not lot lots of things they should not have done um, and that would not happen if you have a custodian so it is really just about having that safe place to uh, store your assets. Um, I guess the second part of your question, which is I think you know super important, is. Uh, whether you should use a third-party custodian like Zodia or whether you do self-custody. Um, and self-custody means that you build the infrastructure required to keep your uh, your private keys, your keys to your crypto assets uh, on your platform and your infrastructure. Now, for some organizations, um, they can't do that. They're not allowed to do that from a regulatory perspective. So that uh, is, isn't relevant. And then for other organizations, they need to understand whether this is a core competency for them or whether they can uh, allow a third party who is totally focused on that from a system security. So you, if you look at the market, there are some people who want to use or can use third party, um, and there are some that want or can use um, self-custody and getting that that model right. Um, we're also seeing clients now talking to us who are already in a self-custody mode, but want to use us to diversify their risk or did different geographical uh, spread um, uh, or coin coverage. So there's a whole range of reasons why you would need to have different uh, um, uh, different ways of working between uh, self-custody and third party. I think that, that's very interesting. I think the kind of the obvious follow-up question is, you know, when, when you are going, going to pick your third-party custodian, 
what sorts of things should you think about when you're trying to pick who you should be using? Because there are various people out there offering um, cluster solutions. Um, how would you differentiate between the different market players out there? Um, I think really what you've got to look at here is um, what are you trying to achieve? And there's a technology solution you could use, or there's a regulated solution. Um, and Zodiac Couch Custody is, is the latter. It's a regulated uh, solution, both by the FCA and the Central Bank of Ireland, which means there is some principles around uh, uh, um, anti-money laundering in terms of KYC, in terms of uh, our controls. And also we are uh, backed by Standard Chartered and Northern Trust, which is obviously what you mentioned at the, at, at the top of this, which which means that we have that rigour and oversight that comes from being a subsidiary of, of, of banks. So I think if you're looking at, at uh, how would you make a decision, I think one is you look at regulatory status and ensuring that you've got what you want and what your investors and shareholders need and expect. You then would have coin coverage. Um, you would then have system security and resilience, uh, et cetera. And then I think it is about the use case. So, for instance, Zodiac Custody has uh, the ability to move from cold wallet to hot wallet in a matter of seconds. That is market leading, which means that if you are wanting very quick access to your assets because you are trading, you see a market opportunity, you want to exploit that, then you want to be able to get that money or those assets quickly, as opposed to waiting, you know, several hours uh, to, to to be able to move from your cold to your hot wallet. So there are a number of factors which you need to play out. Um, what I think is is super interesting. I know we don't want to talk about FTX the whole time, but conversations we had with clients before FTX was very much like, oh, how many coins do you do? Okay, now the conversation is completely. Can you explain your three lines of defense? Can you uh, can you talk to us about your compliance function? Can you talk about how risk management is done? And so the shift has gone very much into a, a, a flight safety mode in terms of where do you want to go? But the questions are around uh, that in terms of regulation, technology infrastructure, coin coverage, and uh, speed of, of access. It's, it's very interesting you talk about, you keep mentioning um, the FTX and the FCA. I mean, I think one of the things we're seeing at the moment is the regulatory response to FCA. Given we've seen a range of regulators starting to get involved in regulating crypto, what do you think the impact this is going to be for the Web3 ecosystem? <laughs> How long have, have, have we got to go cover this topic, James? I think there's a, you know, there's um, a whole range of, of things here. Um, it's probably worth pointing out that uh, FTX was not a failure of crypto. You know, the blockchain wasn't compromised here. This was about existing regulations that were not enforced. Um, and that has damaged, you know, our industry. Um, but I think a lot of people understand uh, the point that I'm making in terms of um, uh, th that it wasn't a breach of uh, of of crypto per se, so that's one one aspect. I think when you look and peel this back, I think two things are going to happen. One is on the consumer side, you're going to get a lot more protection for consumers coming in, and that's going to make it feel a lot like a bank. Uh, and therefore, you're probably going to have more banking products uh, coming coming to the the front to support that and 
lending is a good example. And you're probably going to get a more diverse range of products and services. So I think consumer is going to move out in a different, slightly different direction. On the institutional side, I think it I think what we are asking for, what we want, what we see the market going for is really two things. One is consistency uh, and the second one is enforceability. So what do I mean by that? Consistency, if you look at how the VASP regime has been implemented across the EU and the UK, it has been inconsistent by country by country. That creates a problem. That is an inconsistent uh, interpretation and that is not being helpful. Um, and then secondly, it's enforceability. And, and you know, we all can probably recall when you know, the FCA said Binance uh, can't operate in the UK. And guess what? They continue to operate in the UK. It was just the UK subsidiary that was stopped that was not a trading entity. So I think you have a challenge in terms of enforceability. What we are seeing with Mika coming into the EU, the HMT consultation in the UK, we're seeing start, we're starting to see the, the threads to pull on in terms of how does this work having presence in the EU, having presence in the UK, having enforceability of these controls is is super, super important for us. Then I think you look at the macro level and you look at something like the United States, they're still, you know, quite a bit behind Europe in terms of their structure. So, you know, what is the regular regulatory authority? That is not clear. What are what um rules have they got? What permissions have they got to actually regulate these assets? unclear because we don't even know who's doing it and we have some you know fairly um uh actions that have been taken for instance like from the sec which are like putting their stake in the ground as to what they are doing and what they believe is the right answer whether that is staking whether that's uh tokens or securities etc so what we do want in the us is a little bit more clarity as to the regulatory authority and then also how do we get to that point I think we then fast forward again at that macro level is how do we get other jurisdictions also operating at a consistent level? Um, but that that would happen. And I think Europe has a fantastic opportunity to lead some of that conversation um, and to help the global market in terms of setting the best practice for how crypto should be regulated. That's very interesting. Uh, I'm afraid that as a lawyer, of course, I tend to obsess on the regulatory side. Kind of more broadly, what do you see as the future of crypto custody? Um, do you think it's kind of will stay as it is? Or do you think we're going to see more future developments in terms of what custodians do? Um, I think there's a there will be an evolution. Um, one of the things that we launched last year is a, a product at, at Zodia called Interchange which is an off-exchange settlement model, which is essentially a client instructs a, an exchange to you know, sell one Bitcoin. The exchange just looks at us and says, have you got that Bitcoin? And we hold that for them. We hold it until the settlement instruction has, has been issued, and then we release that. What that means is if that exchange defaults in that moment, then the client doesn't lose their money. If the client uh, goes bankrupt, then the exchange can still settle. And if that had happened, if FTX had implemented our solution, that would have meant that the, the assets were safe. Um, and a lot of the conversation right now is how we get to off exchange. So I think that is a, a very interesting evolution of a standard custody model, which is now how do we make this risk uh, 
uh, averse in terms of how we can help our customers uh, and the ecosystem that if there is a problem, then what do we do? So I think that will be um, uh, an interesting. I know some custodians are going much uh, deeper into offering um, prime brokerage services and things like that. We don't believe that is our role. Our role is to be a custodian. Our role is to be boring. Our role is to be safe and secure and not um, chase every, 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 every fad that is out there. Um, I think proof of staking could become quite interesting. Uh, particularly after the uh, the uh, Ethereum Shanghai release in 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 March, um, which I think would then open up a little bit more of the liquidity in uh, Ethereum, which I think is good. But that's very different than yield management that people like BlockFi have done. So it's more of around uh, ensuring that you again are keeping your assets safe rather than trying trying to chase every dollar. Thank you. It's been very interesting. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for for today. If anyone listening would like to reach out to Julian, his email is Julian J U L I A N dot Sawyer S A W Y E R at Zodia Z O D I A dot I O. Thank you for coming on, Julian. It's been fantastic. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CryptoCast by Gunnercock. Gunnercock is a market-leading law firm advising on blockchain, Web3, crypto assets and DeFi. Our members have been heavily involved in helping to shape the legal and regulatory framework for blockchain and crypto assets. Our team works across multiple jurisdictions, including Germany and the US. We are the only UK law firm to officially accept payments in crypto. Our client base is more than 150. Before we go, if you enjoyed the episode, please leave a review on your podcast service and make sure you're following Gunner Cook on social media and sign up to our Critical mailing list on the Gunner Cook website. Thank you for listening.